people are, everyone is finding their way. So of course, uh, you know, meditation is, well, cultivation is a very specific and personal thing. What works for you, because of karma, because of what your own inheritance is, your own makeup is, you know, there's a kind of things where you find obstacles or stuck or things aren't clicking, things aren't working, where you get these feelings something's needed, something's lacking or something's bugging you. You can always find particular topics, people, events, too much, too little, this, that, but actually underneath the froth of those topics, you know, need the surface of those topics. You know, that's what, you know, we, when we cultivate, then you, this act of, um, you know, faith in your own potential, you don't give up on yourself, you're not perpetually stymied, but when you see yourself as being continually challenged in particular areas, you know, what actually is the basic thing here that's missing or needed or whatever? You know, it's that Dhamma Vijaya investigation. Try to go, not the thought, but the, the, the emotion or the feeling in that. So, you know, it could be being held or trying to make something work or having to control things or feeling you can't get in touch with anything if you're empty and lost shut out or frantic or you know cold bleak whatever it is mm. you know, what's what's needed this is the kind of fundamental sympathy primal sympathy rather than you know try harder work harder get get yourself in shape snap out of it everything's fine you should be doing better than this <laughs> it's just kind of primal sympathy of you know what's really needed so often what's needed step one is to touch that step two is to ask the question you know rather than change this make it another way try this try that just first of all to have the question going because the question is immediately a sense of something's something's listening something's responding something's saying Oh, I'm interested, you know. Who is that? What, what would you like? So that's already sympathetic, isn't it? And then the th- third is that there's some sense of that inquiry and the need or the interest or the frustration meet and you can feel so an energy move. Doesn't not doesn't have you an idea to it. It's not an answer, but a sense of gathering, you know, like an energy crystallizes of, um, you actually get in touch with yourself, you know, you're with your, well, I say yourself, you know, but your basic health of being, you know, like all of us, something keeps us going, doesn't it? Sometimes you just wish it wouldn't, but there it does. You just keep going, you know, through the waves and the deserts and the mountains and the valleys something just keeps pushing you along 
stuff keeps breaking over, breaking over, and something keeps going along, and it's something that actually you realize it's going to keep going until it finds its resolution. It's both healthy in, in a kind of ordinary way, but it's also seeking awakening. You know, so it's not fulfilled, but it's a possibility for that. Mm? Keeps us going. And it's, you know, so you connect to that. That's the so you get a sense of coming into into a more whole state. The meditation isn't going to do this on its own, you know. But it it, it can be very, it it can be enormously helpful because it can help to clear away the topics and get down to the root of the matter and place the root solution, you know, the seed of the solution, then you've got to find ways in which you live that. And, you know, that can be done internally and externally, both. That's why we, you know, it's it's not an internal, it's not an external, it's both. Your, your, your truth of being is both felt in yourself and manifested, so you can actually live it and walk in it. So you're not broken up into bits and pieces, your meditating self and your other bits, because then it's it's always divided and something's flat about it, something's contrived about it, something's artificial about it. So often, you know, for meditators, um, well, for summoners anyway, kind of the question, what, what do we do? What am I doing in my life? You know, is it just sit here until it all rots away and chop logs and guppy bananas and argue about thickness of sitting cloths, is that what human beings are for? Well, you could be a lay person and, you know, chop logs and grow tomatoes and argue about football teams. (laughs) Or an accountant or a chainsaw merchant or a you know, in one, one way, nothing is more ultimately no, more meaningful than anything else, really. Uh, but the meaning is is the quality in which it resonates for you, in which you feel yourself with it, you feel yourself kind of manifesting into that. So anything that you can't really, you know, feel yourself manifesting in is going to have this kind of flat, meaningless quality to it. But the, the you know, the, the point of cultivation is to recognise. Actually, it's not about being a, a jockey or a racehorse driver, a racehorse owner, or whatever. It's about the quality of being free from afflictions. You know, and the possibility, the possibility that that quality of being could be independent of circumstances. In other words, you don't have to in a particular place or a particular situation. It could be just a general state which you're in, you know, whatever you're with, there's a resonance to it. You're on your own, walking, sitting, breathing in and out, chopping wood, sweeping paths, it all has the same sort of sense of, of, of value, quality to it. Because you're with it, it's speaking to you. That's, say, kind of a resonant quality. So often we, we, we come to this, 
you know, through through particular um, through meditation. When meditation becomes something that is actually not really about doing, but it's a bit of doing in it. Um, it's about doing enough to to feel, to to hear, to listen, you know, to pick it, to pick up the theme. So, you know, one extreme in meditation is to is you, you just try a lot and you focus down on one particular point and you hold it and you hope the light's going to flash and you get the prize or whatever it is, the uh, you know the genre or the whatever you know that kind of thing. You need to try, try that. Maybe some people can do it. Most people just get fed up with it, tired, tense, and then there's a kind of this collapse, despair about meditation. Or we could just sit back and do nothing and see what happens, you know? And which is kind of, at least it's restful. And that can work for some people. Other people find they do that, they just get swamped with old karma, memories and perceptions and so forth. So, you know, whatever it takes really, you know, you can be too passive or too active, seems to me. What whatever it takes to to feel a sense of resonance. You know. That's kind of you know, what called Vitaka Vichara. Means you, you actually touch something and you get it, you feel it. You, know, you touch something, you feel it. It doesn't have to be that strong, it could be subtle, it could be very strong, it could be you touch it and you feel it. It's really in the feeling it something comes alive. Something oh yeah, I got that. Hey, you know, something quickens. And uh, so, you know, meditation, essentially, you try, you look around for something that you can do that with. You know, something, well, actually, you can reach it and it resonates, you sense that and you're with that and you feel some sense of happiness or comfort with that. Um, and that's, the, I would say, the basic principle that, that I would like to feel that is the operating way in which, which we live our lives, you know, with you, whatever you're doing. But sometimes it's the case that for people, because there's a, there's a loss of that resonance, so they just overdo to try and get something happening. And what we don't sense is what is absent, obviously. So you don't know you're not getting it because it's not, it's not there to not, you know? But if you find yourself like, when I find myself really needing to be busy, you know, or needing to talk, you know, something, I don't, I'm not ashamed of that, or bluff about it. If I need to be busy, I'm going to be busy, you know, <laughs> to just get something right, ah, oh, okay, here I am, you know. There's something, there's some sort of resonance there. I'd sooner do that and be straight up front about it than just sit in silence going busy, doing busy tape loops in my head. I'm thinking I'm meditating. So it's a sense something has to arrive whereby, for myself, you know, you're with something and you you get it. Uh And then, okay, now what do I do? This, that, until it starts to sort of settle, and it's coming into a form, coming into a form, 
subtle forms, the jhanas are subtle forms, metta, brahmavihara are subtle forms, they're heart forms, where you sense a kind of sphere of being that's bright or warm or alive for you. Because that's what consciousness is. Consciousness is where we live. We live in consciousness. So really in being being in consciousness is like actually finding your being in your world, in the world as it is for you. The world as it is for you is your consciousness, is your conscious experience of it. Yeah. So you can look around trees, buildings, people. So what? What's that? Doesn't mean so what? Yeah. Or you could look around and feel the sense of uh, joy and gladness or interest. In some ways, you know, all these visual things are just representations, aren't they? <coughs> so actually what you're in is consciousness, where the consciousness is occluded, dull, depressed, needy, excited, agitated, or it's in a sympathetic mode. When it's in sympathy, then there's a feeling of being in that's comfortable. You come into form and it's through being in form and being able to contemplate that that you can you begin to recognise or the recognition arises there's nobody in this. It's just just this. So as a form leads to emptiness. If it's held properly. But my sense is you can't transcend the form unless you have it in the first place. You can't feel the emptiness in something unless you've actually got something to feel the emptiness within. You know? So when we look in the Chula Sunyata Sutta, for example, which is about emptiness, it's a whole presentation of different forms. You know, earth form, fire, subtle forms, and you, you, Buddha doesn't, he actually encourages people to really feel this fully. Sensing when this is there, something else is absent. When this is there, something else is absent. It's finer and finer. To the point where actually all of the agitation or distraction or sorrow or hunger or fear is cleaned out of form. And then there's a sense, then that's what form is for. It's a place, it's a situation where we can clean out the greed, hatred, delusion, fear, pain, sorrow, lamentation, and despair. And then, then, it, one is complete, then there's a release from form. But you can't clean it out unless you hold it. And you can't hold it unless you feel, unless you can feel it. You know, because we're not holding it with our hands, you're holding it in your chitta. You know, it's like if you pick up a cup and you can't actually feel it in your hand, you love to drop it. You can actually know how to hold that cup, how what it needs, so you don't break it and you don't drop it. You can actually get it. So, you know, that's one faculty, that's one aspect of looking at it, isn't it? The other is the sense of, you know, um, what so often seems to be lacking for people is 
warm-heartedness, you know, a natural warm-heartedness towards them, towards their own mind. You know, there's a sort of blankness or bleakness or so what or because of because of that the tendency is to need to fill it up with something because if it's not it goes feels flat or dark or dry or agitated so you know either kindness goodwill compassion appreciative joy, gladness or sense of being able to appreciate the beauty of things and equanimity, sense of real resonance with the change of things, letting them change. But you're actually with that. Mm. Feel feeling with that. So particular, because we don't sense what we don't sense. We don't sense the absences, but we sense maybe the strategies or the syndromes that try to fill up that absence. You know, the, the whirring mind, the planning mind, the controlling the mind, the grabbing hold mind, or the, the sense of... Um, closing down, I don't want to feel anything. And these aren't choices, these aren't things we decide that they happen. The system just don't go ahead and does it. You know, as you enter a particular realm of chitta. You know, and this is not an individual problem. A number of, having lived in monasteries for 30 odd years, you know, a number of people I've just seen just kind of looking out the window and crying. Or, you know, good intentioned people just going blank and numbing out or panic, despair, depression. Yeah. Um, So it's not a one-off thing. It's a part of what can come up for people when when we turn the music off. Feeling of Lone, aloneness, which is not comfortable, a lostness. They're being like, instead of living on the earth, you're living on the moon. There's no air, there's no atmosphere, there's nothing alive there, it's just stars and black night. I've been there myself many times, moonscape. And uh, only you just count the stars. And because something in the system isn't giving back isn't re- like what a earth does you know the planet breathes and the air goes up and it's, recirc- it's a kind of you know, system isn't it and something in us can go out and nothing comes back oh. something hasn't learnt to, energy doesn't come back in a warm affirmative, 
valuing way. And this isn't something we do, we can do, you know, from our, from our heads, from the ideas. But it's almost like something that is instinctual to, to the system when it's in balance. It's just like it, it, it does it. But with afflictions, that, that thing can get blocked or impaired. So something doesn't really... Um, isn't with us. Our own consciousness just sees things out there, objects that we can look at, define, move around, but we're not really with it. We're not really in it. It doesn't mean anything. And that's the, you know, it's a a common enough uh, statement. You know, 20th century was full of that. Partly, I guess, because of the hugely poisonous um, social environment of wars and tyrannies and violence and lack of empathy and lack of, you know, big cities with people not knowing each other and crime and violence and all that stuff that something just shuts down. Mm-hmm. Who knows? But you may know what it feels like. And what are you going to do? What's the point? Getting tired of trying to make it work. That's that's the that's the territory. Mm. So often the growth point is at handling that suffering in a you know, where there's some the faith Say so you, you know, this is not you. This is even though it's even though it descri- seems to describe something you know very well. It become f- familiar that it seems like you, and it seems like you have a problem, and it seems like something wrong with you. That's that's what it because it gets familiar, but actually, you know, you one has to stop doing that faith to say no you too have the potential for freedom you too that's that's basic and then could when you see something that's innately has beauty joy freedom warmth clarity in it and you see it impaired and twisted and is there some sense of compassion for that rather than giving up on it. As I say, I don't think that meditation is is all or the only. You have to know what you need, what to do. Uh, Meditation can help you get to expose those places and maybe get the core message 
of how to, what needs to be met, to what needs to be felt, and the general atmosphere that we practice within. And then maybe, you know, what do you call meditation? Well, breathing in and out is meditation. Walking up and down is meditation. Washing the dishes is meditation. If you're doing it from that point of, of being conscious and purifying consciousness of its oppression, that's fair as far as I can see. That's all fair business. Because all the time we're in consciousness and that's what needs to be purified. Maybe our actions, our speech, our silences can help, can be part of that process. But the atmosphere, that's the, to me that's the point. Not a topic, not a doing, but entering an atmosphere. The atmosphere is one of kindness, one of empathy. Mm-hmm one that does not harden, dump you, dump other people, doesn't bring those energies in. Sometimes in meditation, you know, for people, some people it's listening, can be that, just be the listening. Listening is a little more global than looking, you get a sense of being in something and receiving something rather than directing you know myself often it's a bit more, a bit more physical mm-hmm. that is you know just I have to have something a bit more physical than that because otherwise I tend to just go into thinking I'm such a head person I mean, so breathing is good just to feel this body swelling and relaxing inside space, you know, sit there and just feel the sense of there's a definite form here that pushes out and softens as a breathing in and out, and there's an energy that moves around in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You get, so I start, start with the basic thing, the sense of having a form within something. How do, you, how do I know it's within that? Because with the in-breath there's a sense of swelling and the out-breath there's a sense of softening and slight subtle pressures that occur. And actually those pressures, to me they are comforting. I'm actually here. I'm not just a strange tape loop playing in the void. Of course, the the Buddha also taught these elements. You know, just feeling the solidity of the body, the earth element, fire and the warmth, the vitality, sense of movement, the air element, sense of cohesive effectiveness, the water element. As As a bodily experience, as you walk, as you touch the ground, you feel one pressure hitting another pressure. The movement, pressure of movement hitting the pressure of resistance, air, earth, 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 and you know, you know, this, there's something coming into definite form there. 
You know, and so often, you know, with meditation or with samadhi, the the whole idea can be one of concentrating as fun, you know, channeling down to a point. But I don't see that that described. What I sense, you know, and what I've seen and read and experienced is more, you know, picking up a tune, listening in, receiving something, getting it and then expanding it. So the movement isn't a, a kind of con- contracting down, but it's actually a, a widening and a suffusing. So you, you feel that particular quality, say, of the, of the breathing or the vitality or whatever it is, and you start to just widen. So that becomes your world, your totality. You know? Which, you, which you, you know, which you, we do, we do anyway. Normally we do, we pick up something that annoys us and make that our world. <laughs> or something that's a problem and make that our world. We do, we're very good at it. But to pick up a little piece of joy and make that one's world, you see how something in your system could be so screwed that it just does you in. You know? You pick up a piece of poison and make that your world. Not to say there isn't any, but you pick up something that's where you feel good and then dwell upon that, expand that. It's like widen into that, soften into that, loosen into that, open into that. And, you know, because we're working with afflictions, of course, you know, something is going against the stream, you're going to pick it up do it again. Your breathing isn't going to be the w- what works for you. you know? The element, space, general sense of kindness. It's, a, it's also an atmosphere that you generate towards yourself and to what in the terms of your practice it's always that which is saying, please, please take the opportunity. Please support yourself. Please don't you know, feel duty bound to meditate some some institution and you can of course pick up particular people that you respect or admire and just bring that or acts of kindness that have been done to yourself and bring that up and make much of that and it's, it's this sort of what is necessary to get that quality of sympathy, resonance being in the world, but this time it's your world. It's not the world out there that I feel lost in. It's, it's your world, and then as it be, as it really becomes your being in your world, then your world settles and empties. I think another thing that we sometimes find ourselves doing is when you find a something difficult, a problem, tight space, is the mind then goes into it 
and what's this about? You know? I mean, that sounds kind of logical in some ways, but it doesn't necessarily work because it's like, yeah, you know, it, these afflictions have got tremendous power in themselves and they can pull you in to the point where actually what you do is you just go back to that place and just get more embedded in it, think more about it, feel more about it, but it doesn't actually release. Maybe what I would suggest is um, just like when you untie a knot, you go to the loosest extremity and just start playing with that, where you feel some movement, some play, and then you gradually loosen from there. So you come to where you do feel good, okay, and then you start to get to where it's not so good, but you've got the capacities, you've got the resources, and you start to just sort of okay to just be with this for a while you know know. and you know so that you you really can respond you're not just fighting with or trapped in uh, a difficulty this kindness if you generate the atmosphere then that itself is already you know the first and second steps and then the, the the actual resolution comes in its own time some of these things take years mm. life who knows lifetimes whatever mm. but you can at least have the sense of your your faith is there your sense of uh, you know knowing your own value is there and your your understanding of there's something useful to do and you're doing it and then you've got that sense of chanda of interest in your life and that's where you, you know you you find a form you come into a form that that a balance a tempo a style that can operate can work for you mm-hmm. So if we, as we, you know, if we begin to get a sense of our, you know, where we are, you know, which can change over days or weeks or years, then really, what what is needed? Mm-hmm. Generate the atmosphere, and then we, you know, get to know that, and also uh, the sense of blessing to do what you need to do in your terms of your cultivation. <laughs>